living on my mind, that's freedom The world has been exposed, woke, told knowledge of good and evil God's plan, make the truth way back, Garden of Eden I tried to wrap my mind around the purpose of it, search to find some reason Beyond my understanding in this life, Lord's wisdom was needed To see the truth, but even then the faith is required to be seated Love I am, live your life, promise you will never be defeated What is up, this is the Alpha Bear Podcast I am your host, John Michael Banks As always, join my co-host, Eric Hawthorne It's good to be back, y'all That's right, we have a very special episode for everybody today We have a, a few special guests in the building Go ahead and introduce yourself What's going on, everybody? Everybody calls me Big Mac uh, Right now, I'm a youth behavior specialist At uh, Cornerstones of Care Caregiving and mentoring teenagers Jahari Russell Currently, right now, I work in the uh, AV technologist uh, field, infrastructure and networking. All right, it's Mike Will, a.k.a. Merlo, Midwest Saloon TM, mix engineer, music producer. Uh, anything that you want, we got. got merchandise, all that stuff. It's the most pre- most people we ever recorded with, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, so we I wanted to get everybody together here to talk about everything that's been going on in Minnesota and around the country right now. We was actually planning on taking a break until we actually did a, a rollout for our relaunch. But with all this stuff going on, we figured this would be a good time to come in. And for, you, for those of you who don't listen to the podcast, we're doing a relaunch uh, pretty soon. So it's going to be a, under a new label, uh, new branding. So before we do that, let's just get all this going out the way. Uh, pretty much, let's get started. There was recently another incident of an unarmed black man being killed by police officers and civil unrest with the death of George Floyd that happened in Minneapolis. Unfortunately, it's just another situation where we're watching a black man get murdered on tape and the country has had such a backlash that once again, this is the reason Kaepernick was kneeling at football games and white people seemed confused about the reason. And now I feel like it's it's not only justified and vindicated, they're they're actually starting to come over to our side now to be like, okay, now we see what's going on. Even though there has been a list of, of unarmed black men that, that steadily uh, have been defended by the, the white community, and they've used every, every excuse in the book as to why a, a death has been justified, why we do need to believe in the police. However, when you see it on tape, it's like, how do you justify somebody getting murdered right in front of your face? And once again, on tape, getting caught saying, I can't breathe, please stop, help. Nothing we could do as individuals to defend ourselves. Uh, like I said, it, it, this country has a long, long history with the African-American community and the police. And unfortunately, it, it, I don't think it's getting better. We, we went a while without anything happening. And then we start having these, these little things pop up again. So I just wanted to start off with... Do you believe that the general perception of the police since the Kaepernick protests has shifted so greatly? Because I have been seeing a good mixture at these protests of, of racial demographics. Do you believe that we have won over the white community in terms of the people who probably were defending the police? Or do you believe they are still staying where they where they were previously? Let's start with you, Eric. No, I don't I don't think we're winning over the white community. Um I'm I guess that's a pessimistic way of looking at it, but, you know, just thinking ab- about how we kind of, no, I don't believe that it has won them, o- won them over, and I don't think we should necessarily be trying to win them over. I think what we've kind of lost is that we kind of take an approach that Martin Luther King made famous in terms of holding hands, singing, we shall overcome, getting beat by the batons, the the dog sicked on us, the water hoses turned on us. And then ultimately we use that as press coverage and that press coverage then turns into, Oh, we need white people to feel sorry for us so they can be our allies and help us. Mm -hmm. And I'm not about that approach. So you coming to the uh, marches and everything, that's fine. But really what are you doing? Are you checking the people around you about how they may, uh, Maybe not necessarily say the N word, but not give a loan, uh, prove a loan application to somebody who is a minority. That's what I really want to see, the real action. Now, you can do all this stuff at face value, but once again, I don't need to be beaten down and, you know, pummeled to make white people feel sorry for me, too, in order to feel my pain and understand what's going on. I definitely understand that. You're, You're absolutely right. 
There was a, a, I'd say a significant amount of white people, like mm -hmm. during the Collar and Kaepernick uh, protests, who were just like, this is this is not necessary, the, the police do a good job, and they were just steadily depending the police, even though we do have these constant instances of black people being murdered on video, mm -hmm. basically showing us like, this is not a situation where a man had to die. Do you believe those individuals who are on that side of the argument have come over to our side to be like, we see what you're saying now? Uh, No. And I would say because if they do, this is just my honest opinion, um, it's fake and it's just so they can appease certain individuals, groups of friends, because I will, I will be completely honest. They, I don't think they would ever be on our side or anyone else's side if they don't go through the same experiences. Because, and if they, even if they do, it won't be sincere or heartfelt. If they're not witnessing those firsthand, you can see it on TV, but it's like we're so desensitized now as a society that I can sit here and watch these beatings, these killings on social media, on these um, platforms. But is it true? Is it false? Is it real? Is it fake? And, and I know or I've seen people, uh, people like me and friends of mine getting beat, getting killed. So I have a different level of sincerity with that but so those white individuals i can't speak for anyone else but i personally do not think that they're on our side and sincere about it because it's just all talk because i don't as eric was saying i don't see any action and action would be i don't care about just coming out here to a protest which with holding some signs are you out there um to the government officials or your uh the lawmakers are you out there protesting to them about changing certain laws that is actually going to protect Joe Mack? Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with Mike over here. Uh, I think the the uh, white response is uh, disingenuous. I feel like uh, it's the opportunity for some people to just tear some shit up, and uh, you know, and usually the ones you see on TV now, you see the white folks up there tearing up shit. They don't even be black folks, but that's who they blaming for. So, you know, I, I really, truth be told, like, I think white folks need to, you know, step to the side on this one. Let, let black people handle this all together. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to come to the marches. You don't need to be doing none of that, though. You know what I'm saying? You just trying to get your little two cents in and or piggyback off our struggle and and, and and use it to catapult your own platform. Like, nah, man, it ain't going down like that. I, I will say, I, I do feel like the, the white extremists kind of did co-op the, the protests. And they did set, set things off, like with the Antifa protests that like went on in, like I believe it was uh, Seattle or it was Oregon. But it, those Antifa people were like tearing stuff up. And it was like, well, wait a sec. But black folks wasn't even doing this while we was protesting. And those same people are the ones who are co-opting like the Black Lives Matter uh, protests that, that went on and riots were going on and then it got blamed on Black Lives Matter. And it's like, wait a second, those Antifa people were actually the ones who were throwing bottles and rocks and, and stuff and fighting Proud Boys and whatnot. But yeah, I do feel like a lot of those those same radicalized people do show up and then we get the get the riot riot uh, stigma attached to us. So here's my here's my input on it. I do feel like it's uh just like Jahari said, it's it's ingenuine because when the when the protest was going on with Kaepernick, everybody had something to say. Everyone, the Black Lives Matter was happening. Everybody had a combat for it. Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. But there was still no there was still no change. We're still getting killed on camera. We're still getting treated treated unjustly. There's no repercussions for anybody that's gone. We're we're the only ones that's getting the backlash of everything. So they can't be on our side because. Whenever, whenever they stop saying blue lives matter, black lives matter, and, and I mean, uh, all lives matter, black lives matter. They gotta, they gotta take that seriously first before we can even think that they're on our side because those are the ones that started those movements to combat us saying black lives matter. They're not the ones getting killed every day. They're not the ones getting killed on camera, scared to get pulled over. That's what, that's, that's what we live every day. They don't. They don't. They don't live in fear every day. I agree. That's a great sentiment. That is, it's not the same level of fear that we have to deal with. These these protests feel different than the ones right. that came before. It's yeah. more like this might be a last straw kind of situation where, where you say they look a little bit more violent. It looks like a little bit more. We we need change, or 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 stuff is going to get serious. So so here's how I feel about that. 
you can only be so peaceful for so long. We've been we've been right. peaceful. We've been peaceful mm-hmm. with them for four hundred years. Let's just go ahead and be honest. We were we were taken from our land. They brought us here, and we were still peaceful. We could have uprised a long time ago. So when we're here now, and we're still being peaceful, you still treat us unfairly. You still treat us how you want to treat us. You kill us on camera. We're not we're not getting the the justice system behind us. We're still peaceful, and you keep doing it and keep doing it. There's only so many times somebody's gonna let you slap them in the face until it's it's time to do something. Now you can only be peaceful for so long. Yeah, and right. one thing that really stuck out to me in regards to the protests is we have a protest here in Kansas City, Missouri that was going on at the Country Club Plaza, which is one of the more affluent areas in Kansas City, probably one of the richest areas in Kansas City, named after the famous racist J.C. Nichols. It, it was a huge protest. Uh, tear gas was coming out. It, it, it was getting way out, more out of hand than I was expecting for a Kansas City Plaza protest. Protests all over the country, Dallas, Austin, Louisville, Des Moines, Lincoln, Denver, Chicago, Indianapolis, Milwaukee, Detroit, Cincinnati, New York, Washington, Richmond, Atlanta, Knoxville, Boston, Lincoln, Denver, San Jose, Oakland, Los Angeles. Both of those which turned violent over the last couple of days, Eugene and Portland. So. And to, uh, to follow up, I put it out there. Like, how long have these protests been going on? Like, for a couple of years? And you asked what makes it different this time? It's yeah, an election year. As I mean, different. Around. I mean, I mean, different. And in terms of the people participating, like the actions, it, it went from be, zero to a hundred because real quick. because, because it's an election it. year. And then look, like I said, black folks has been out here peacefully protesting all this time. I guarantee you, not one black person is the one who threw that first brick. And then it, all it takes is one. Once it takes, it takes one to jump off. We've been in. We're let's be honest. We've been into some altercations as a brotherhood mm-hmm. it takes one dumb person it takes one dumb person to get it going and then you know everybody else are innocent bystanders because we, it's a group of people who may not want I, I just want to want to uh you're absolutely right <laughs> it, it made me it made me think uh do the right thing right yeah. oh when mookie <laughs> threw the... yeah and then the right and they burnt that shop down Radio Raheem died. That's so crazy. I haven't thought about that, that <laughs> right. whole situation yeah. until you just said that. But yeah, you're absolutely right. All it takes is one person mm-hmm. to break some stuff, and it's like, boom. Because this, the right. I, 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 I got this little excerpt, man. I'm gonna play real quick. You act like a little really? bitch right now. You act real paranoid yeah. and shit. That is motherfucker smoked your goddamn cousin in front of you, nigga. Blew his head off in front of your face. You ain't gonna do shit. That's how I feel. That's how the protesting went. That's how. That's how. That's how the protest. That's how. I mean, for real. But I mean, you know, you know, all jumps aside, though. But that's that's how people. That's how Cass is feeling right now. Yeah. You know what I'm we just watch. So my whole thing is this, though. We all done watched them do it on camera. That ain't enough. You know what I'm saying? We just watched the dude get killed in front of our face. And we ain't going to do shit? What? I mean, for real. What, 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 I mean, what else is it? It's a but my thing is this, though. Can we just go to some neighborhood? Can we? That's one thing I wanted to ask. Damn. That's one thing I wanted to ask is why is it that those those... Is it because it's such a hair trigger reaction that, like you said, somebody throws something and then that's where it starts at that that moment? Mm-hmm. Why don't the like ride would have popped off at the Country Club Plaza? Would they have moved it towards the the nice stuff, or would they have brought it back? This, right is, this is like the old slave revolts. This is like all the old niggas is going to happen where it's at, mm-hmm. right? So just like just like to bring up the the riot that happened at Target in Minneapolis. The reason why that even started was because. Protesters went inside to try to buy supplies for themselves. They tried to buy milk because they were all tear gas. Target decided to not sell them milk and supplies to take care of themselves. <laughs> so <laughs> they said, you know what? You want to support them? I got you. I'm about to show up. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm tired of being peaceful with y'all. I'm, I was peaceful outside. I got tased. I got maced. How much do you want me to take? So now I'm about to burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> so, and, and everybody needs to, needs to understand too when they say, when they say the the protesters and the looters, they're two separate entities. Exactly. So there's pro, there's protesters out here that's upset 
Yeah, they're going to tear this shit up. Yeah, they're going to burn this down. But there's the other people that say, oh. We'll take this opportunity. They tearing this shit up. I'm about to go in and steal. Right. Opportunity. You got to understand, there's two different, those are two different things. You can't, you can't put them together and say, oh, they're out there stealing. No, there's some people out there that's really upset on how y'all treating us. But there's the other side of us that's going to take that and run with it and say, hey, I'm about to come up because it's here. Right. Don't burn it all. I'm about to steal some shit to take to the house. Right. 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 And then you but, know, but you can't mix those. It's, 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 you can't mix that. You together. can't be one and be the other too. I'm not gonna riot or loot, but I'm not looking at you any different because you know this same government, this same society has put these people in those positions to where they feel like they have to do so. You know, you have those uh, uh, low income, those homeless individuals. Shit, they busting this shit down. All right, let me go get me some shit real quick. Right, I need some right, clothes. Right. I need some yeah. shoes. Some poor people. That it's like, COVID nineteen. We ain't got no jobs. Unemployment is a high rate. The opportunity was yeah. there for them to come up. Yeah, so that's why it happened. Yeah, there are. But don't blame, But don't. But don't just take the word lobbyist. I mean, um, looters. Looters. I'm sorry, looters, and just run with that, and that be what's what's going on. No, because you need to understand why we're even upset in this building right now. And the, and you need to understand why that fire started, not why we started still. I I, I, I I agree with you. Uh, yeah, they do just use blanket generalizations once the looting does start. Like not ever. Like same thing I said, I mentioned with Katrina. Like there was people looting, and all of a sudden the story, the narrative became black people are looting stores and, and, and no. burning down. It was just like that's. No, no. Not all black people are like some black people are trying to get the hell out of out of New Orleans. Even even to follow up with that, what what killed me was the the, the vocabulary they used to describe black people and white people because you know they they will see white people who are taking stuff, but they're they're just doing stuff to survive. Yeah, they're refugees. They're refugees. You know, they having to do this to feed their families. But if a black person do it, they're stealing. They're looting. What's the difference? Obvious color. So that's what the media does. The media took the they changed the narrative of the riots, rioters, and looters instead of the protesters to make to blame individuals instead of the same thing deal with Kaepernick. Kaepernick was kneeling for this issue, police brutality, but they turned it around and talking about oh he's disrespecting the flag, and they took that narrative and ran with it. Look who's in control. The media. The media will have you believing. Anything to be true. But you gotta look think at your there's, president. There's, there's no black media. There's not like we don't have a black CNN to be like, look at these white you, people looting. You kind of do. What's his Bob Cock? What's his name? We don't we don't pay attention to a lot of stuff. The uh, who he owns the uh he own he bought the Weather Channel. Oh, you, uh, Byron Allen. Byron, Byron Allen. You know we have individual. He, he but we don't I'm invest. About a centralized station like the way there's Fox News what that, is, that covers right wing. Generally, white white news. TV One, yeah, with UPN. You know, Do they yeah. have the news. Yeah, yes. they have news. Look at uh, what's his name? He's a bro. Uh, uh, Roland Martin. Roland Martin. You know, we don't. We're not. We we don't have. We're not giving everyone the access to these news sources. No, there it is not mainstream because we don't we don't have a means to that. But it is out there. We just have to. Put put people on to let them know because Roland Martin, he, you know, I he I follow him on Twitter. I get updates all the time about what's going on in the black community. Yeah, but I, I, my point is, I don't ever expect the white media to do a good job by us. Well, we should. Yeah, they, they should sensationalize. Their job is to Their job is to entertain and get ratings and, mm-hmm. and fear monger. The more sensational the story, the more views. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect them to be like, well, let's let's be bipartisan. Let's show the white people looting and the black people looting. No. It's more sensational when you show black people looting. It's more sensational when you show black people started a riot because they're just fed up. When in actuality, it's black and white people who are burning down a police station. It's black right. and white people who are taking TVs. Mm-hmm. But it, it's our protest. It's our riot. It's our looting because it happened over a black man. So we get the blame. Yeah, it's our protest, but once again, we're letting our movement be hijacked. It's co-op. Exactly. So <laughs> it's co-op. Yeah, this happens each and every time you have a, sab- a saboteur or provocateur come in and sabotage your movement. Uh, I had a professor uh, in college tell me about the founders of the Black Panther Party in the Northeast. And, uh, you know, they, they, they knew all the familiar faces, but some guy came in and he had explosives and he's like, man, we really got to go bomb this place. And he's like, well, that's not what we're about. 
you have the, those provocateurs that come in. You have some that look like you, and then you have some that don't. In this instance, we have a lot that don't look like us that are here that are, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, everybody that's not our race that's, you know, protesting is not there with the greatest intentions. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are doing this for clicks, for Facebook likes. Oh, look at me. I'm going to change my, um, my profile picture to a black fist. They don't even know the meaning of the black fist or, you know, uh, you know, anything about, you know, uh, cooperative economics or anything like that. It just feels good at the moment. So they want, I think people right now, they're concerned about their perception to their grandkids. What did you do? And I think a lot of, uh, white folks nowadays, they see their kid grandkids asking, well, what were you when such and such got killed? Or what were you doing? Well, you know <laughs> I what? I, I was there on the front line protecting the black people. Now, I think that's one of the most <laughs> dangerous images to see where these uh, white folks are standing hand in hand protecting black protesters. Like we need white folks to. Yes, the savior complex. This is Spike Lee I mean, it's just it's just disturbing how the movements and the let's, protests get hijacked. Let's also separate white savior versus white allies, mm-hmm. because if we're going to be completely honest, I'm not saying we need anybody, but we would like the assistance because we are a minority still. So if we unless we have our own community and have our own laws, has our, have our own regulations in order for us to succeed in a society. We would like to have assistance from those individuals to get those lawmakers. Because I don't want to say need, because we don't need anybody. Well, if you're going to be trying to help, give us your your access to capital. Give us your yes, yeah. But that's what I feel you're saying. Mm-hmm. Give, give us the access to capital that you have. We need resources. We need to gain power. Give us that. Don't try to be all Repar- in the camera. You know, yeah. like Suge Knight said, don't be trying all <laughs> up in the camera, in the video. We don't need you to do that. Put black faces on the front line and let us speak. Now, the LGBTQ community, they don't have their movements hijacked. The Asians, they don't have their movements hijacked. But for some reason, with black people, we are we are prone to having white people hijack our movements. And, and we- I- we also need to stop relying on white folks because, mm-hmm. and stop being so forgiving and accepting um, to them. Yes, I mean, yeah, uh, we have been stripped of our identity as well. So half of us don't even know who we are. We're feeling like that we need these white people to validate something for us, mm-hmm. to be accepted. We, we have been torn down, beaten for so long. That we feel like that we want to be accepted by these white people and be in their community instead of accepting our our own, welcoming our own. I live by I am my brother's keeper, and we need to start doing that if we want to be able to you know move forward and be successful. Uh, because we need each other. We don't need the white people. We just need to help each other out. And be a helping hand to be able to provi- provide for uh, for one another. So as, Practice, as Eric- practicing that cooperative economics, and then like I said, it all comes down to you know how we treat each other because none of this would go on if you know we take control over our own communities where you know we don't even need them to come in there. We was talking about this earlier, you know, off. Uh, off, off, offset, but we was talking about how segregation was integration. Well, was the and worst I, thing. I, I, to be segregated and to have their own because you know our businesses were thriving. You know what I'm saying? Our businesses was thriving. We was we was making money together. We was getting money together. But we had our own teachers. We, we had our own um, had no choice. Dentists, lawyers, but I need to understand too what happened when we had that. White we people, we to, let the white we, people in. The, the white people burned it down. Okay, they, they shut us. They shut us down. and They shut us out from having our own. So you guys think if there was a black police force that we wouldn't have uh, police brutality? Of course, well, it would be. Respond to your respond to your your statement. You were saying how you know when we did that, they 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 burnt it down. And my and my my rebuttal to that is let's. Give an example. Let's say you go to a dealership to buy a car, and that dealership said, "No, we ain't gonna sell you no car." Are you just gonna be like, "Well, I guess I'm not gonna try to buy a car again because this one person 
Or this, that's, the, that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying because when I mean they, they burnt it down, did, but let them try that shit was, right now. Though, what, was the react, gonna, what was the reaction when it did get burned down? We like, oh, we just gonna count a loss. We gonna rebuild. We gonna be peaceful. We not gonna trip with y'all. We still gonna be peaceful. Right. We just gonna be peaceful. Yeah. We just, we just, we just working black folk. We trying to get. We trying to make our living. We trying to be okay. It's okay. We're gonna be peaceful. We're gonna let y'all have that. How many times are you gonna say, I'm gonna let y'all have that before I do something about it? <laughs> exactly. And that's why I feel like these riots or these protests feel different. Like, mm. I feel like people are saying, this is it. This is another black man dying on videotape saying, I can't breathe. And people standing around watching. Now, if they would have bum rushed the cops and start pulling them off the guy to save his life. They would have been arrested. They would have been in prison right now. For or, shot, or, or shot and killed. Shot or killed. shot and killed. But, that, but, that's the, but that's the thing, though. Um, it's power in numbers. It's, sometimes sometimes it is. It's always power in numbers. So when that kind of situation happens, yeah, somebody should have stepped in. But it's not up to them to step in. It's up to the police that were there to step in. There were more than, there were more than one police officer there. It's going to happen. Blue, blue wall. And you I it's solidarity. They got yeah. more solidarity yeah. as police that's, than we have as a community. But that's the issue that we're having. Mm-hmm. That's the whole problem. They're not holding each other accountable on doing the right thing. They know that that was wrong on him being on his neck. But nobody acted on that. Exactly. And then to follow with, well, to uh, answer John Michael's question, if we had a community of black police officers, there may be police brutality. But I firmly believe we would, those police officers will live in that community. But they will still be checked by the members of their community. You're going to have people who are going to be like, hey, such and such. They're going to call each other by name, call them out. Hey, you know what you're doing is wrong. You know what you're doing is this and that. So if we had a community of black police officers in that same situation, that black police officer would be like, hey, hey, get off that guy, do this, and uh, check his ass in private. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we do as a brotherhood. Hey, I'll, I'll you know, if I have a problem with Eric, I'm be like, hey, Eric, let's go talk real quick. I ain't going to cuss his ass out in front of everybody because, you know, that's my brother. But behind closed doors, I might have to cuss his ass out if he does something wrong. Same thing with those police officers. So, yeah, you know that police officer was wrong. Hey, just because I saw another video, even though it was it was a white guy, police officer had his knee on this guy's neck, arresting him. His partner moved his knee off of his neck and just pushed him out the way. Didn't, you know, didn't be berate him or anything like that. Just shut them out the way. Yeah. So they have to. We have to. The black people would, black officers would hold each other accountable, because that's what we do. We hold each other accountable more than we hold every anybody else. So that's what we do as a people. And, and also, if we had our own, our own police, it wouldn't be. We wouldn't be met with immediate aggression, immediate hostility with our own people. When we get pulled, when we get pulled over now, we have to be scared of how they're going to react as soon as they walk up to the car. Right. They might shoot me as soon as they get up to this car. Mm -hmm. That's how, that's, that's how we feel. But if it was our own people, it's okay. They're doing their job. They look like me. We're going to, we're going to get whatever situation handled and we're going to both move on about our day. But when we're met with white police officers, we don't know what their mentality is when they're pulling us over. Mm -hmm. I'm about to kill this nigga. That could be what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, that could be on their mind when they it's pull a, over. It's a, it's or, a, or, or they could be like, oh, he's trying to kill me. I think as soon as I get to the car. I think the way we communicate is, is, a, is a big thing. And there's a lot, of, a lot of cops who come from smaller rural communities who mm-hmm. never interact with black people. And then when they... So when they, why do we have cops that didn't live... If you didn't... If you never grew up here and you don't live here... I can answer Why you. are you not... Because, Policing your own neighborhood. Once I can answer that because my brother just became a sheriff's deputy last year, okay. and after he graduated post, which is your uh, police academy, they pretty much give you a list of departments that need people, and if they are uh, at a deficit for officers, you're automatically going to get in as soon as you're post certified. They get you in. So say I'm from uh, Not Nostra, Missouri. I just got out of police academy. KC Police Department is looking for people ASAP. They're going to get you in. Regardless if you've got any kind of experience with that community, if you have any kind of racist inclinations, they don't care. They're just trying to get cops in there to patrol the areas. But, uh, I forget which one of y'all brought it up earlier about the Black Panther Party. That was me. Uh, yeah, and pretty much they program they had where if they saw something, they they pretty much mounted up. They, they came out, they was like, hey, you can't do that. And they knew if some stuff popped up, oh no, we got some armed black men here. 
to uh, potentially turn this into a bad situation. Mm -hmm. So they did act way more cautiously in those situations. And then, like you said, they changed the laws. Yeah, because of because of them going into the into the state house with those guns. But the the first the first thing that the Black Panther Party did when they were organized was they were actually follow police officers around on their routes. So mm -hmm. when they would drive around and they would see them start harassing somebody, they would get out of the car and they would check them on the spot. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, do what you need to do. Get whatever tickets you need to write. Whatever you got to do, keep it moving. But now, there's no, there's nobody to to and that's how, there's and nobody to justify or there's nobody to regulate them. They just acted freely and they can just feel and go off of emotions and do whatever they want to. And that was the origination of gangs anyway to yeah, police our communities and stuff. So just to follow up with that, if we were policing our own communities, are we our own fraternity? If we had a fraternity of individuals in a community, if um, mm. we were able to do these outreach programs, do stuff, we wouldn't need police officers to police our community. We need to police our own because if we, the reason why they're there is because it's out of control. They feel like they need to come in and uh, uh, be authoritarians to take control over. We need to take control of our own communities and police ourselves so we don't have to rely on them, outsiders, to come in and regulate us because they have no idea how to communicate. It's all about communication because some it's not what you say, it's how you say it. True. So that's what these police officers are doing. They're coming at you incorrectly and I'm going to, it's human nature to be, to react. Yeah. Sandra Bland. Yeah. yeah. That whole situation was escalated because she lit a cigarette and she said, put the cigarette out. And her response was, is this illegal to smoke a cigarette? Boom. Arrested. Yeah. And it's just like that whole situation didn't need to happen. Why were you so upset that she lit a cigarette? She can smoke in her car. That's not illegal. I've smoked a cigarette too while I was pulled over. He didn't say nothing. Mm -hmm. It's just those situations like I can talk to you guys a certain way and you guys are cool. If I talk to somebody uh, from a, the white community and they tell, oh, he's being hostile. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's being aggressive. Oh, I, I feel threatened. There was just a video of a DoorDash driver who got a gun pulled on him yep. because the white guy was like, I felt threatened. I felt like he was going to rob me. And the guy's telling him, like, I'm working for DoorDash. There's food in my hand right now. What are you doing? And it's just like the Dave Chappelle, like the old baby on the corner trick. Not going to get me. Like, nobody, this isn't an elaborate ploy to get your money. Like, they're that scared. They're that, their mentality is that warped. So that that seems possible to them, and it's, it 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 all comes down to what you was talking about earlier. The media, all right. The media has given this power over everyone, placing black people as look, uh, portraying black people as threats. Because people from the outside, it's a lot of people who have never seen a black person in real life, and the only way and the only thing they when they come across now they see them as um, all right. Uh, these rap artists or these actors or these uh, portrayals, all you see is these negative um, negative uh, perceptions of black people. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that all images of black people need to be positive because it, we need to, there, there, it, it needs to be true. It's going to be bad black people. It's going to be good black people. It's going to be average and regular, whatever you want to call it. But we need more representation out here. Of, and media needs to give more representation of versatile black people, just like they do white people. Because white people, as I was talking as we were talking about earlier, black people are labeled and lumped in one category. It's all or nothing. Where everyone else can be viewed as an individual. We can never be viewed as an individual. All of us go out, out outside, we're all viewed as thugs. We're not viewed as John Michael, Big Mac, Jahari, Eric, or Michael. Any white person is viewed as an individual white person by their name. Once we start doing that, once people start looking at, at us as individuals and not as a threat, that's the only way it's going to happen. Mm. And as Mac was saying earlier, or someone asked about the police officers, uh, we we automatically feel comfortable with someone that looks like us because that's just that's what we know. I the run-ins I've actually had more positive run-ins with white police officers than black, but. I still feel much more comfortable with a black police officer than a white police officer because the fear of not knowing. I can't, I can't really speak on that because I didn't have some black cops showing out for the white boy. Right, this is just personal experience. But you, you will never with that black cop. You are not worried about that him shooting you. 
Right. You're worried probably about him like ag- aggressively or talking talking reckless to you. But that white police officer, you're worried that he's going to shoot you or kill you because of what's going on. Because right. that white person feels threatened by you. No other black man is going to feel threatened from, by you like that. If it, especially if it's a police officer, right. unless you are, we you we know with a brother that's, that that hate itself. You want them, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, that's that's all. And I've had those Not necessarily. I've had those brothers who who do want to show out in front of the white officers or feel like okay, this is this stereotype stereotypical black guy who's dressed like this or in this in this image. This is who he is. So he's going. He's already. He has to pretend to be this tough guy. Already to show his dominance towards you, so he's going to put on his act. So that's what that black officer is doing. But, see, but what we just did there is put all black officers in the same monolith that white people put all black mm-hmm. people. Like, These were isolated incidents that we were describing, but you're absolutely right. So that's why, all right, I like to put it, it's hard because of media and yeah. what we and what has been instilled in us because if we see this stuff every day these images we're being programmed to think a certain way to view people a certain way i have to we what we have to do is check ourselves at an individual situation because like I, i'll have to look at every I'm, I'm not going to react to this officer until i meet with that officer so all right once you start giving me these vibes now i'm gonna act a certain way instead of viewing you as that person the black, the same with the black. I'm just saying my experiences with certain individuals. This, you know, this is data. I only go by data, but I'm not going to lie and say I haven't felt a certain way with certain people just because of how the media has programmed me to think. So, do you guys think there will ever be any kind of legislation that limits the the, the power and authority of the uh, law enforcement branches in our country? Because I feel like it is a totalitarian. It's set up so the police are the end all, be all. I don't know if we can regulate the police within the criminal justice system. Well, they are you, so you can privatize it. <laughs> you can privatize the police department and then um, have a company come in, just like the just like they did the TSA. You know, like in actuality, this is a crazy thing. Like before the TSA, you know, the TSA is actually quite efficient now. When you privatize something like prison, then profit becomes the end goal. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel when like you privatize that, a police force, they're gonna be trying to. Lock then it's gonna be up. incentives for yeah, exactly. It's gonna be an, incentives for arrest. Is it not already incentives? They're incentives for tickets or like highway patrol. They they get a certain amount. Like you got a quota, you got to hit. Mm-hmm. But in terms of arrest, yeah, certain certain precincts do get bonuses from their state if they make a certain level of drug arrest or uh, DUI checks and stuff like that. There are incentives, but a privatized company is going to be all about that bottom line, which it's, is the dollar. Eric, you can, I know you know about the prison industrial complex a little. Uh, do you think a privatized law enforcement industry would be positive or negative? Well, I think overall it would be negative. Um, just basically what you're talking about. The privatization means that there's going to be an overall profit motive. And that profit motive is just going to be lock people up and see what you can get for their labor, et cetera, et cetera. So there will be this, uh, uh, this uh, I guess you would call it, like a cartel, yeah. <laughs> a cartel much. between yeah. the uh, p- the p- the police officers and the um, the in d- prison industrial complex, and then you will have them, you know, joining forces together to mainly lock up lower income people, mm-hmm. basically lower income people. It, it, dis- disproportionately, it would be black and brown people. Yeah, and so, it that actually brings me back to a story that happened not too long ago about the judge, that judge, female judge who got. Uh, or it was, I think it might have been a male judge who got locked up for having like a contract through with prisons to yeah. see youth offenders. Mm. It was a male judge. Yeah, male judge. Mm. And he would get uh, uh, pretty much a cut for every youth offender he sent to their, their facility. And he got locked up for that mm. because it's illegal because they just pretty much wanted more bodies in their facility. But like we said, I think the time is now to do cooperative economics. We've Correct. got to go ahead and we have to raise our children to understand the judicial system, put them in law enforcement, make them judges, lawyers, doctors, and keep them within our community. We don't, we don't, we don't push them out. We don't say, okay, well, you go here, you go out to the white community, you get a better job, et cetera, et cetera. We got to teach them trades. Mac was talking about trades. Jahar was talking about trades. You know, Mike was talking about trades, you know, the importance of trades. And we keep that within the community. Uh, a lot of times I talk about the uh, Keynesian multiplier. It's one of the mm-hmm. basics of <laughs> economics. 
of it's really just the basic of heterodox economics. Okay, I have a dollar. Explain that for people who might not be <laughs> who, like who haven't right, heard yeah, it for the fiftieth time. Right, right. <laughs> if I work at Price Chopper and I get my hundred dollar check at Price Chopper, and I go and what I have to do is I have to spend money within my community. So I take my hundred dollar check. I have to get gas after work. So I go across the street to the gas station. When I go to the gas station, I, I fill, fuel my car up. But what ultimately happens, it gives a, a reason for the employee inside the gas station to be employed because I am spending money at that place. OK, so since that guy has money in his pocket from an hourly wage because I frequent that business, that person who gets his check goes across the street to the McDonald's after he gets off of work and he goes and buys a Big Mac. Okay. And because he's buying a Big Mac, it justifies the wages for the guy working at McDonald's to be paid. Okay. And so because that person is employed at McDonald's because I bought the Big Mac because the other guy (laughs) bought the gas and because I worked at Price Chopper, we're all using something called the Keynesian multiplier effect. And we're just keeping that money going and going and going okay that dollar is continuing to go now in the black community now the dollar does not bounce i think usually one it only bounces two hours is gone yeah in the asian community in the jewish community it's completely different so we need to start practicing group economics why are the asian why are the asian communities coming into our community purchasing these hair stores we can do that we can do that. Or the, uh, you know, Middle Easterners, they're coming over buying gas stations. We can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can put money into our community. We don't have to leave our communities. I mean, like I said, we were talking earlier. I'm somebody that's guilty. I've left the black community. OK, I've, I've lived in a predominantly white community. I grew up over here, but I got my education uh, in Kansas City, Missouri. But at the same time, I'm like, well. I need to go back to my community so I can build up my community so I can take my knowledge that I know about economics and teach it to a little black boy, a little black girl, so they can know the basics of savings, so they can know stocks, bonds, mutual funds, annuities, stuff like that. And they need to know about long term growth, short term growth and stuff like that. Not teaching anybody over here about that stuff. I need to go teach somebody <laughs> in my community. White people listen. <laughs> right, right. Let me teach you how to get more money. They're, they're like, oh, well, you know, we learned that when we were eight. You Correct. know, so we need to start doing that. Group economics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can actually use the Kinsey multiply with the criminal justice system. Cops arrest black people that mm-hmm. justifies their uh, their employment. Mm-hmm. Then the black people have to go through processing at the police station. Then they have to go to lockup. Then they have to go pretty much but everybody then, who's who's pro, who's employed by the criminal justice system depends on black people being arrested because we make up the majority of the incarcerated people in America. And to answer your original question, are what was it? Are uh, are these laws going to change? Yeah. Uh, do you think there's actually going to be any legislation that helps protect black people? No. Not until, no, not no, in, it's not until we right. vote in these uh, Be- small elections. Because you can't have legislation that protect the black man and not have legislation that protect everybody else. Well, that's but why they, I said just to take because away from I mean, the it'd be like you're singling us out for such and such and such, such well, and then and what's going to happen and, is you have that, you're going down that rabbit hole. And then the next thing you know, white folks are going to be like, well, you got, first thing they were like, you got affirmative action. Well, you got the black man law this that is, says we can't do shit to a nigga. Well, so there's already laws saying so you can't kill innocent people, but it still happens. It still happens every day. So a specialized law, just like uh, it's supposed to be uh, all men are created equally in the Constitution, but we still have uh, Brown versus the Board of Education. It, there has to be certain special. Uh, situations where it's like, okay, we have a law in place. Like, uh, murder is illegal, but niggas were still getting lynched for hundreds of years. The thing is, like, <laughs> all right. Until there was an anti-lynching law. The thing is, the it's already laws in place. It's a matter of people enforcing those laws. And with that being said, if you have, if majority of the police force is white, they're going to protect each other. Correct. So we are... We have this mentality of fuck the police. Why would I want to be a police officer when A, B, and C? But until we, as black people, start being on the police force, infiltrating their system, that's the only way we will enforce the laws that are already in place. We can put all this legislation into effect, 
But why, what will it matter if nobody's going to enforce it? If the prosecutor is a white prosecutor and he's not going to enforce that law, put, put those individuals behind bars. If the judge is not going to enforce that sentence, does it really matter? So laws can be into play. I don't care about that. I care about people enforcing the laws and uh, giving out the sentence, making sure the individuals serve their sentence. Because until then, it's just water under the bridge. It's like, shit, I can go commit this crime real quick. I'm just get a slap on the wrist. I'm going to get probation. Okay. So if there was a legislation put in place after all these cities burnt down after riots because we said we had enough. And there was a new law that says if you are a police officer and you shoot and kill an unarmed citizen... You go to prison for life. You think there's still going to be police officers shooting and killing unarmed citizens? All these police yeah. officers are getting arrested, but nobody's been to jail. So you can be a law if that happens. That's because it's still under the current legislation. But what is going to what is the law going to say? How about there's uh, you you no longer go through the regular criminal justice system. Maybe you go through a, like a military tribunal. Like if you're in the army, and you get uh, arrested for something. You don't go to regular courts to get convicted. You go through a military trial. You get dishonorable discharge and then you go back to the regular life, it, you go to society. No. Not true. <laughs> you have to go through a military tribunal. You have to go through, you know what a JAG is? Yeah. Judge Advocate General? Mm-hmm. Not regular lawyers. You, you don't get like a regular lawyer. You have to go through their specific court system and then you go through their specific courts. Like it's not handled in the regular criminal justice system. No, what I mean by, you yeah. You need the- to have special courts set up. For the people, not ran by the people who interact with the police and depend on the police. Mm-hmm. Like like internal affairs, except for a court mm-hmm. that's completely mm-hmm. detached from the criminal justice system, like a people's court. So are you saying that <laughs> in cops, so the cops are pretty much policing each other. So they need to be policed by or An go through trial. System. Yeah, absolutely. But so until then, you know, so is it is that legislation? Or is that, or is that a whole different branch? It, it would be, uh, yeah, it'd have to be a whole different branch. It have to be like a completely different judicial system set up specifically for the people against law enforcement officials. So that's something totally different, and that will probably work. Yeah, new new legislation. <laughs> Do you think it's possible? No, it's people possible, can come together and say anything's possible. Have way too anything much discretion possible, to kill people and get away with it. But it's still not going to happen because. There's so many people that's working with the police and, and on mm. their side that it would never I don't get, even, it would never get to that point. I don't even think it's because good. even if you even if you change the legislation legislation like you said, if they change it, they're still gonna find any kind of loopholes that they can, just like they're doing now to get people off. Who's they? The white man. And I think it, I think the it's the white man, the police, the, I think it's, the uh, Supreme Court. Everybody that has anything to do with the that prosecuting system, the prosecuting attorneys, just like just like this situation now, they just threw him a slap on the wrist. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we're charging. Everybody wanted charges. Third degree yeah, manslaughter. Third degree manslaughter. What is that? Dang, you just shit. murdered a man on camera. That's true. Okay, yeah, that is they very found true. that loophole for them to do that. that the fact that there is a happen. third degree manslaughter. I didn't know there was such <laughs> thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I know it's not funny, but man, I, I was like, man, they're gonna like do, they get him for murder or something. Third degree man. So what is so what is third degree man? I don't know. It, it's got to be lower than second degree. Yeah, it's right. got to be. It's, it's a, second degree. You can get off in like five to eight years. So, so it's probably degree. less than involuntary. Yeah, it's probably so. So I I, I brought that up in regards to legislation because I want to wrap things up with with solutions, possible solutions to what we can do moving forward. Uh, that was mine. New legislation were for like a new tribunal to convict police. Uh, Eric, go ahead with yours. You're shaking your head. I see you Just over there. group economics. Get, getting resources. We're playing. We need to play the long game. We need to ensure generational wealth. We need to educate our children and stop allowing white folks to educate our children. We right. need to make sure that we understand the difference between Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Harriet Tubman, and we need to look far deeper into our history. There is a reason why white schools only teach Martin Luther King. Right, they teach right, Malcolm X. Okay, I, I was telling the story about when I was younger, I wanted to write a paper on uh, Malcolm X. I was not allowed to write that paper about Malcolm X. Instead, my teacher suggested, why don't you write about uh, Martin Luther King? He was peaceful. Malcolm X was uh, violent. Malcolm X was not violent. violent. He was pro-intelligence. Okay, if you come to a gun, if I come to a knife, if I come to a, a gunfight with a knife, 
That is not intelligence, okay? I need to be able to defend myself. So while these other, while I was writing this new paper about Martin Luther King, these other kids were writing papers about George Washington and uh, Thomas Jefferson. And they were violent. And violent, yeah. and one is a rapist and a child molester, okay? Correct. But I can't write about someone who suffered through the criminal justice system, educated himself, his family was destroyed by... Uh, uh, the the Department of Family Services. His father killed. His mother went insane. And this was a man at the end of his life who said, you know what? I don't hate white people, but black people need to come first. Okay? And Correct. That was, and that was Malcolm X. And so my, my thing is black people need to, we need to put ourselves first. We need to make sure we, once again, educate our children. And we need to make sure that we build our own communities and we need to interact with one another within our communities. Like I said, that Kinsey and Multiplier, make sure that we're supporting our small businesses, our mom and pop shops, ourselves. And that way we can build ourselves up to gain resources and ultimately resources lead to power. So we need to make sure that we have enough resources so that we can get that power that uh, these uh we need to make sure that we get the politicians that are in uh, office that will ultimately do what we need to do. OK, we need to make sure that they give us re- resources like this upcoming election between the crazy man and the senile old man. <laughs> OK, we need to make sure that we give a specific agenda. We need to make sure that we get concrete solutions to our problem. I don't want to hear about hope. I don't want to hear about symbolism with the Obama pre- presidency brought about. I want concrete solutions, resources, and I want uh, basically that guaranteed, and then you'll get my vote. So that's what where I think, uh, what, what I ultimately think. That's so the, just to go back for a second, just to go back for what we said earlier, third degree murder, shout out to Kareem Rules. Third-degree murder is defined as killing someone unintentionally and not done as part of the commitment of another felony. Another term for murder is homicide. So that's a that's what third-degree murder is. So third-degree like manslaughter, really yeah, murder, it's murder, like, it's murder, but not for real. It's like diet murder. Diet, diet, diet murder. Diet murder. <laughs> but that's the but that's the loophole that they found. Wow. They found that loophole because they they don't want to see their own go to jail. Correct. They, 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 that's another black man that just got and he's not going not to go to, about that. He's not going to go to jail. What's going to happen, he's going to get off, he's going to give his interviews, he's going to write his book, and he's going to be $300,000, $600,000. And then the, the, the only jury is the only all that he got charged, yeah. the, the only reason that he got arrested and charged mm-hmm. is because of the riots. Mm-hmm. They wanted everybody to calm down, so they wanted to put something out there and say, hey, he's a scapegoat. We, we, did, we did what y'all wanted, we got him arrested, we got him charged. But there's no real charges. There's nothing that's gonna to stick to that. You know, they try to pass. He, a, he committed a murder, and they know they can't still get him try to get away. Because he's gonna get murdered in prison. That's what I'm saying about he's legislation. Not go like if, if a cop kills an unarmed civilian, that should be an automatic murder, like first degree murder charge. If mm. there's a video of you killing somebody, and you're a law enforcement official, that you should have been trained not to kill people. We literally see you. Automatically on the, we literally see you on the camera. With no remorse or, in your face. Or, or, or be like, or they need to like, something like the process in which, you know, you have to draw your weapon and, you know, like, I feel like this. Have you seen They this? first three bullets in their clip should be like beanbag bullets. So you get shot three that's times, home, like, and then you that's know a home, That's a home defense rule for yeah. shotguns. Right. Your first two rounds have to be Warning shots. Right. Warning shots. Warning shots. Yeah. But after that, it's free game. Right. Have you seen so the Watchmen? They be held to the same standard. Hold on, Mike. Have same you seen what? the Watchmen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his show. They got a uh, request the, the gun to get locked out. Yeah, okay. I was I, I was watching it, and that was a perfect example of a situation like that. But to answer your question, I totally agree with Eric about um, economics. It, we have to, you know, become a community, just like how Black Wall Street. That's the only way we will be able to get an upper leg in this society. And I'll just leave it. Eric explained it all to a T. I'm just following up. That's just my opinion. And then that's, and that's the only way we're able to get the legislation because we're out here voting. And we're putting people in positions that is going to help us. 
and and for help us and and then enforce these laws we got the police officers the prosecutors the judges who's prosecuting those individuals and sentencing those individuals who are doing those crimes those police officers we have the police officers in our community that look like us that is out here supporting us and who's who's take putting people behind bars that's deserved to be or that or that belongs and with any society you're going to have those bad apples get those bad apples out and then let us grow so that's just where i'm at and uh until every and it's all about education and knowledge we gotta we gotta start teaching ourselves and the schools are not teaching our children so we gotta teach our children we gotta go out there and find the find the stuff because they're they're not teaching slavery in school they're not teaching about the uh other uh, black people who are who have been inventors who have been influ influences for us all, all all they know about is george washington carver harriet tubman martin luther king barely malcolm x uh marcus garvey they don't know about these individuals they don't know about the black panther party they don't know about you know the origination of crips and bloods you know it was for us <laughs> let's be it was for us to police our communities and for us to take care of each other. Well, that's the thing, but then they put the drug. No, they the the government put drugs in our communities, the crack epidemic, all this stuff, and you know drugs got us. You know, and then that that was them able to support support. But you know that's a whole different topic. Yeah. I don't want to go on a tangent. <laughs> but <laughs> Joe, closing thoughts about your uh, I, I like I said, I, I, there has to be another uh, change. Like I said, in the process in which you know what I'm saying like if you have to use deadly force, you know. Uh, on a on a person, and like I said, the 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 first few bullets are being bad bullets. If you have to draw on a person, and then the third bullet is some real. But my thing is this: uh, if, if if in what situation would that be useful if the person had a real gun? You know, so they they know you going the first two bullets gonna come out as. It's warnings. Pop, pop. But if you get shot in the head with a big bad bullet, you're dropping your gun. So it, it's one of those sticky situations where, you know, like I said, what we going to do? We're going to barbecue a meal, dude. You know? <laughs> and I feel like it's time to barbecue this meal. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. So um, I agree with pretty much what everybody said, especially with Mike Will saying we need to be able to police ourselves. Like, that's the only way that we're going to be able to be successful. Um, I'm I'm pro Black Party, Black Panther Party. I was about to say I like so, Black yeah. parties too. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody love them. But I'm pro Black everything. Pro Black everything. But being able to police ourselves and having somebody to support us against the police and and them just freely just killing us that's the only way that we're gonna be okay. If whenever when we get that when we get to that point to where we're changing that, that's when we can talk about moving forward. But until then, we're just going to keep going in circles. We're going to keep losing people. And the police are going to still keep getting away. And I'm, I'm tired of being quiet. I'm, I'm Everybody, I'm, I'm all for peace. But peace well, can only go so far. Every uh, just And just to, to piggyback on that, though, and all the viewers out there, if y'all want to watch something, man, watch this movie called The Spook Who Sat By The Front Door, man. Watch that movie right there. Or read the book. Yeah. Or read the book. <laughs> or read the book. But watch that movie. I'm telling you, that'll open your, your eyes up to what we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah but that that's, uh, I mean, those are all really good ideas. Just like uh, Max said. How about turn this around? Boom, there I am. Yeah, so uh, thank you all, gentlemen, for dropping by and sharing your thoughts and concerns and, and feelings with, with everybody. And coming through, uh, these are very trying times for everybody I feel like everybody's just fed up right now. Everybody's frustrated. Everybody's everybody's just very emotional because we we sick and tired of watching. We sick and tired of seeing people die mm. from the police. They're not dying. They're being murdered. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're slaughtered. No yeah, they're murdered. They're dead. So like I said, the next person could be you. Yeah. The yeah. next person they kill could be you. And yeah, so then what you gonna do? Once again, thank you all for dropping by and and sharing your thoughts. Uh, Thank you all for everybody who stopped by the stream and watching. Uh, stay tuned. We got a lot of different changes coming up with the podcast. Like I said, we're like, branding, we're launching, uh, under a new name, under a new brand. So, people, Once again, I'm John Michael Banks with my co host, Eric Hawthorne. Thank you for joining us. And our special guest, uh, Gabe Mack. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Joy Russell. 
Yeah. 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 Yeah.